And then I gave them full permission. And I said, when you come to work, you must be unapologetically yourself. You are not a job title. You are not a box. You are not, you are not a robot. You're, you are not a human robot. You're human. Act human, yes. be human, be emotional, give it, give it all you've got. Not one person left the organization during my tenure. Not one, not one in my team. Because they would say to me, Andy, Mary, I love coming to work because I could be myself. Hey, hey, welcome back to Bullpen Sessions, a podcast dedicated to focusing on your mindset to give it the right perspective and help you take the right action you need to uplevel your life and your business. Every week, I get the chance to sit down with thought leaders from around the world who all have one common trait. They think abundantly. So this week, I'm excited to sit down with none other than Mary Henderson. Mary is the founder of Mary Henderson Coaching. Mary is from Melbourne, Australia, and I absolutely loved this conversation. We talk all things personal branding. Why? Very easy. Mary is a personal branding specialist. She's also an internationally recognized speaker and creator of the Authority 5.0. O Magazine. I got the fortunate chance to meet Mary on LinkedIn, have developed a, uh, call it a friendship with her. She's an amazing woman. You're going to absolutely love this conversation. We dive into how you can commercialize your personal brand. You see, Mary comes from corporate sales, an area where it's very hard to create personal brands. However, Mary brought personal branding to the corporate world where she helped her sales team takes sales from $4 million to $54 million in 48 short months. The most important thing about personal branding is most people honestly just want to be famous. So Mary and I dive into why personal branding is a business, why you need to take it seriously, and why you need to create a personal brand if you want to sell something. We're going to dive into two very important steps you need to take to start developing your personal brand. So if you're in a spot where you know you want to take your business, you want to take your life to the next level, this episode is for you. And speaking of personal branding, if that's something, an area you need to focus on, I want you to go check out Complete Game Mastermind. I have put a link in the notes. Go take a look, apply, let's jump on a call. Let's see if this mastermind is a fit for you. All right, let's dive into this week's episode. Shift your mindset. Mary Henderson, how the heck are you? I'm great, Andy, how the heck are you? <laughs> I am doing good. All right, this is my first interview. I'm excited about this, Mary, because we're doing this interview. It's a Tuesday and it's 3.09 my time on a Tuesday. But what time is it for you in Melbourne, Australia? It's 7.09, 7.09 Wednesday my time. <laughs> it's rare I get to, to interview somebody who's actually on another day than I am. This is, this yeah, is I know. Isn't that cool? The beauty of, so, uh, beauty of uh, technology though today, right? Oh, that, that gives we're us so a lucky. chance to do this. So Mary, Absolutely. for the audience listening in that has no idea who Mary Henderson is, um, just take a minute or two to kind of introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, where you live and some, some of your interests. Okay. So I specialize in uh, personal branding. I commercialize personal brands 
And typically I work with coaches, consultants, business owners, and I help them digitalize their knowledge into uh, an online business um, and help them become an authority by using uh, social uh, media to uh, position themselves as the go-to person. Um, and I live in Melbourne, Australia. I have two children. I'm married. And um, my hobby, actually, believe it or not, Andy, is actually cooking. I love cooking. Actually, I'm like a real, real, like a full-on chef type of a cook. You know, I cook beautiful cakes and like really full-on, get in, immersed in the creativity of it. Um, and I do a lot of reading. Like I love reading. So in my spare time, uh, you'll always find me on Kindle, in a, on an Audible book, or an actual book in my hand. And I think that that's very important uh, to keep my mind healthy. So that's a little well, bit. Well, and I always, I always say a rule of thumb to be on this podcast, Mary, is you've got to be abundance, uh, abundant mindset thinker. You're definitely that. And yes. just uh, the constant reading, it tells me you are also a constant striver of growth, which is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I hope not, because you, you and I, I think are both, we like the art of storytelling. I'm going to figure out how we can find a way to create analogy around cooking and personal branding. And I bet you, you already got one. <laughs> I do. I think. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, here's where I want to start with this. So if you just listened in, uh, you heard Mary introduce herself. She is all things personal branding. Very, very, very good at it. It's unbelievable what she can do um, to help people create their personal brand as a coach, as a consultant. What I love about your branding, Mary, is you got to end uh, from a beginning to an end solution. We'll get into that in a little bit. But here's where I want to start. You actually, at one time, were in corporate sales. And one thing that you accomplished, if I have it right, you helped... Uh, uh, an organization in Australia go from four million in sales to fifty-four million in forty-eight months, Correct. which is ridiculous. But you actually brought personal branding to the corporate world, which is almost unheard of. Would you mind sharing that story? Absolutely, Andy. And can I just rem remind everyone that's listening to this? This all happened back in two thousand and one. Okay, mm. so we are not talking about personal branding you know, under the banner of LinkedIn or social media as, you know, it's loosely promoted today as a LinkedIn profile, you know, or it's your authenticity or things of that nature. You know, back in 2001, nobody knew what personal branding was. I happened to come face to face with this idea of personal branding because of an experience that I had with a, a, with a, a client. I came, I come from the tech industry in sales and I had this face-to-face -face experience and realized there and then, oh my God, if I can solve this complex problem, and I will, I will, you know, the tenacious Mary stepped in and said, you will, you will find a solution. And I thought I could actually build an entire brand around Mary and, and also the problem that I can solve. So that was before I had my sales team. And I did that, Andy. I actually went on. I, I, I was so driven to create a brand for myself because I knew what it could do. I knew that I could become a specialist. I knew that I would be seen. I knew that I would be heard. And I also knew that I could be seen and heard on a global scale through our uh, clients because they all had, it was, they, they all had uh, relationships with vendors on a global uh, scale. 
And um, remember back then we had no social media. Okay, let's just be very clear. So I started this whole process without social media. Then I was headhunted because now I'm a brand um, by an American multinational. And that changed the trajectory of my life. And what happened is that I was given this super senior role um, managing Asia Pacific. The company had just come to Australia and they had acquired a small business who had a very strong relationship with the, one of the largest retailers here. So, so it started as a $4 million business. And then I came on board after three sales directors tried to actually grow the business, no success. So I walked in and, I, and, and they said, what do we need to do to actually build this business? And I said, first of all, we need a full sales team you know, that can manage lots of different niches and I need you to support me financially to be able to do that. So they gave me a massive budget. I built this amazing team and I said, there's one more thing I need. I need to get rid of job descriptions and I need to get rid of job titles. And they were like, uh, no, we, we don't do that. You know? And I said, oh no, no, but you will do that if you want me to build your business from 4 million. And I knew Andy that if I could position every one of my salespeople as specialists, right? Specialists. Okay. This is different to a job title. So what's the point of having 35 business development managers? What separates the, what separates them? Nothing. But now I had 35 specialists. One was a specialist in networking. The other was a specialist in peripherals. The other, so that I had all these special specialists in my business that were managing different business units or different business silos. Um, and so that made people feel really good. And what, the way I did that is that we had, our, we, we had a sales conference that we, we kicked off my, the start of my, uh, my position in that company with the sales uh, conference. I got all my team together and we sat down in a circle and I wanted to know about every single person. I wanted to know what their gifts were. I wanted to know what their values were. I wanted to know what they thought they were good at. I wanted to know about their family, everything. I wanted to know what their hobbies were. And I took copious amounts of note. And at the end of that sales conference, I looked at these people and I could see where their strengths were, where their weaknesses were, what their passions were. And I matched each individual to a portfolio. Okay. So the fashionista guy was matched to the fashionista client. So I matched them all. And so, and then I gave them full permission. And I said, when you come to work, you must be unapologetically yourself. You are not a job title. You are not a box. You are not, you are not a robot. You are not a human robot. You're human. Act human, be human, be emotional, give it, give it all you've got. Not one person left the organization during my tenure. Not one, not one in my team, because they would say to me, Andy, Mary, I love coming to work because I could be myself and I am driven by success. Like that is my absolute driver. So when clients work with me, I'm just driven by their success. That's what motivates me. So naturally I was driven by my success with my sales team so that I wanted them to win. Andy, all my sales team were earning six figures, even the 25 year olds. Wow. That's, you know, what you just said speaks to my heart because it wasn't at a corporate setting, Mary, but 
when Amy and I moved out to Colorado six years ago, I tell this story a lot. I went to work for an insurance agency that um, I was their only sales rep. <laughs> uh, they didn't have any marketing game plan. And I was now in a market where nobody knew who I was. And it was there where I realized I have to grow a personal brand. Literally, no one knows who I am. And if you don't have a personal brand, you're irrelevant, right? That's right. And I also truly believe that humans buy from humans. They do not buy from logos on business cards. And so for you to be able to bring that personal branding to a corporate setting is absolutely phenomenal. Now, I did it in 2014, or at least started that journey. Let's fast forward. That was 2001. It's so much easier now to create a personal brand, isn't it? But at the same time, it's extremely dangerous. Yes. So let's talk about the ease of which you can create a brand online, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Where do you see people today going wrong with trying to create that aura, that personal brand on social media? Well, it's really, really obvious to me that so many people want fame and fortune. Mm -hmm. Like they actually want to be famous. And it, and I think that most people want that. They want the easy, the, the easy route. They want to cut corners, you know, and you can see, I see people on posts, you know, Hey, I'm here to build a community just to follow me, you know? And I'm like, uh, no, don't just follow me. Like I don't want anyone to follow me because I'm building a very, very specific tribe. So what we need to do is we need to discern that there's personal branding and there's personal branding. Now, did you hear how I started introducing myself? I said, I commercialize personal brands. There's a big difference, okay? You, can, you can't build a personal brand. It doesn't exist. Like, what are you building? You know, and somebody said to me only a month ago, hey, such and such helped me with my personal brand. And I've done that really enthusiastically. And I'm like, that's great. But what are you going to do with it now? Uh, and they're like, oh, uh, 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 and I'm like, exactly. That's my point. If it can't be commercialized, it's just another shiny object. So, so I think a lot of people don't understand that a personal brand is just a business. That's it. You are the business. Like, let's get real here. Let's simplify. Take, a, take away all of the shiny stuff and let's get to its core. What is a personal brand? In today's market, it is a business. It's the uh, one human being that has become the business. That's it. It's really simple. But this whole notion around fame, mm. that's actually quite sad as far as I'm concerned. Do you think part of that has to do with the fact that people have seen um, certain companies or just people in general, personal brands in general, blow up overnight so that the goal is no longer to be targeted about your social media presence, your branding to make sure it's speaking to your target audience. And now everybody's just focused on trying to grow that next billion dollar business to be famous, to be wealthy, to be rich. Do you think that's where people are going wrong? Is they're just now focused on the massive wins because they've seen others do it on social media? Well, the thing is that let's look at those people that have blown up overnight. I mean, they have to keep that momentum going. Yes. So most of them can't. So you, you, so you might have a video that might may go viral, but one video doesn't cut it or one piece of content doesn't cut it or one uh, keynote on a stage doesn't cut it. This is an ongoing process. This is daily. So you can't build a brand overnight because of one video or one post. That person is desperately wanting fame. You've got to keep that momentum up. 
And it's not just that, Andy. It, 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 there's a difference between a, a post blowing up overnight and suddenly it's gone viral and yeah. everybody knows you versus yeah. somebody who wants to be known as the go-to person Boom. for their area of specialization. Two different scenarios, right? I don't work with that scenario of, of people who want to go viral and become famous. I have no interest in that at all. And the reason for that is because my tribe of people that I work with, they are super smart. They have exceeded the 10, 15,000 hour rule of, of working in their specialization. And I need that depth of currency to actually help them commercialize their brand. Otherwise, I'm just working with air. Mm. You know, I've worked with two people, you know, in, as a, in my coaching business that have wanted to become famous only. And it's a disaster. It's a really big disaster, yeah. you know, and, and, and you, you don't realize until the aftermath, you look back and you go, what, what was all that about? Like, what just happened? And, it, and then what it does, Andy, it impacts my brain because, mm -hmm. you know, because mm. I'm, I haven't delivered, you know, on my promise, but my promise is that at the end of the journey with me, you will have all the tools in place and implemented for you to start becoming known as the go-to person. And I've got clients that are in micro, micro niches and they are killing it right now. I mean, killing it. And so, so it works. The, the way that I, I, I run my personal branding um, uh, uh, my personal branding approach is not about getting someone famous overnight. It's about making that person uh, memorable, believable, trustable, mm -hmm. so that they can become the go-to person over time. And my game is not an overnight game. My game is like the tortoise and the hare. You know, I'm the tortoise. That's the game. I. That's the lane I'm in. I'm not in the game in the lane where the hare is. The hare just wants it overnight. The tortoise takes its time, it observes, it looks around, it, 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 it absorbs the data, it extracts the data, it makes sense of the data, it does something with the data. So and we keep moving along. We still get to the finish line, but the difference is that we have accumulated a lot of trials and tribulations. We've tested, we've spoken to a lot of people, we've connected with a lot of people. We're understanding our target audience so intimately so that our content is made for them. Big difference. I'm hugging the laptop right now that we're doing this interview on because what you just said is the key to winning in business today. Consistency. Yes. It's a long game. And you and I were talking offline and you know, two things that I observe on LinkedIn mainly is when I see people posting, literally taking the time to make a post about telling us how many followers they have, immediately I know what that individual's motive is. And number two, you bring up a really good point. You work, you've worked with a couple of people in your coaching business that just wanted to become famous. I feel like I'm a pretty good observer on social media of others' content. And the second you make it your motive to be famous, you can see the change in the, in the, in the tone. You can see the change in the content. Exactly. And it's, I think what we're starting to realize in the social media world is you're not fooling anybody. No, you're not. And it actually annoys people. And um, well, it, it may not annoy the people that they're associated with, but it, that's the game that they're in. Actually, they're in a game of manipulation, really, when you think about it, yeah. you know, because they're after people following them as yeah. though 
they're the prodigal son and they're going to, you know, make us all walk on water, like I'll turn water into wine. Like really, you know, so the thing is that that's actually to me, you know, it's like, it's this passive aggressive behavior behind the scene. That's what I see. Um, you know, and, and the thing is with social media, if you're going on there and you're creating just random content, good luck to you. But I don't know how far that gets you. Correct. And, and instead of turning wine into uh, water into wine, let's, let's talk about turning business professionals into personal brands. Mm. <laughs> um, you, keep, you use the word authority a lot, which I love. In fact, you have a magazine called Authority 5.0, where you yep. highlight some, some amazing personal brands. Yep. Mary, what does the word authority mean to you? It means exactly what I just said. It means the person who actually owns that space. They are the go-to person. They live, eat, and breathe it. And they've, they've done it for so long that it's not just people on social media that know these people as the go-to person. It's industry that mm. actually know these people as the go-to person. It's, you know, their, it's, it's their niche, their industry, and it's, not, it's beyond their colleagues. It's a much, much, much broader range of people that now have become familiar with that individual as the person that they would go to to get advice from for that specific topic. Mm. That's, that for me is, that's the game I play. That they're the people that I want to be around. That's you know, awesome. my, my circle of influence are exactly those people. They are the go-to people in their area of expertise or their specialization. I don't even like using the word expertise, but their, special, their, their specialization, yeah. they've become the authority in that specialization not necessarily online, more offline. You know, I've got in, in my circle of influence, you know, one guy who's just works at, with boards, with Fortune 500 boards, and no one knows him on social media, but everyone knows him in, you know, at board level. He's yep. the guy that goes in and is the crisis guy. So, you know, so this is, this is, these people to me are authorities, you know, and you, you've probably noticed that a lot of the people I showcase on my, in my magazine, they're not even people on that you don't, they're not on LinkedIn. And if they Correct. are, they don't have a high profile, but I, I purposefully do that because it also um, is a reflection of, of me, Andy, and the people yeah. that I like to associate with. And well, I think that that's the message in the magazine. And that's such a good point too, is what, you, what I'm hearing you say, Mary, and it's so true is um, what would you rather have uh, on social media? 15,000 followers that mean nothing that's error, or would you rather have a thousand or 1500 of high quality followers that are doing business with you? Exactly. And allow you exactly. to be the authority in your niche. And I think it's important to understand you, you use, you, you use the word niches a lot. Yes. Yes. It's, I do. it's, it's, it's very okay to go narrow. It's very okay oh, to become that go-to authority absolutely. in a very narrow market. 100%. And I think that that's, that's so much, so powerful. And it's not, we're not talking about niches from the standpoint of the digital gurus, you know, yeah. find a niche, you know, go and understand what their pain points are and then build a business around that. The people I work with, they don't do that. They already understand their niche. They've been immersed in yep. it for 15, 15, 20, 30 years. They already get it. They're, they're, yep. They understand the nuances, the language, the, the emotions, the feeling, the story, all of everything that is that everything associated with that niche, they understand. So it's a really big difference. Um, and also, I think that the, the, the thing with uh, the followers, if I may just, you know, uh, interject, the thing with followers, Andy, today 
is that there are so many bots that are following people. Hello, yeah. you know, so if you have a look at your followers, you can actually see the bots following you with people who have got no followers yeah. themselves. Well, what value do those, do the, do the robots have to my brand? They don't, there's no value at all. Yeah. So let's, let's start diving into um, your specific, uh, I, I'm not going to use the word expertise, but your specific niche. And let's start talking about, okay, somebody's listening right now. I love the fact that you said a personal brand is a business. Cause I, I also believe once you open your mouth, you're sharing That's your it. personal brand with the world. If somebody's at that point, they're like, okay, Mary, I get it. I need to take this seriously. I need to start creating a true group personal brand. That is my business. What are some mistakes that person should avoid? Number one, we've already talked about the overnight success. It doesn't happen. But then let's also dive into what are some one or two very simple steps at the beginning somebody can take? Because I know you have a very, very thorough coaching program that helps people walk this from A to Z. What are maybe the first one or two steps somebody could take to really start lasering in on that personal or commercializing that personal brand? So mistakes to avoid, a couple mistakes to avoid, and then a couple steps to start taking your personal brand and commercializing it. I think that what people, most people do when it comes to personal branding is that they're trying to, um, they, they, most of them go to lead generation. So they want to start selling something mm. and then they, and they think that by doing that, that that will become, they will become a personal brand. So, and, and that to me is the danger zone. That's where most yep. people go wrong. And then they, and then, and then they give up on their dream of becoming a coach or a consultant or a business owner, or even scaling their coaching or consulting business. So you can't start there. In personal branding, I think the most important question we should be asking ourselves is not what I want to look like on LinkedIn, but rather what problem can I really solve? Like what can I really solve? Mm. Because that's the starting point, Andy. If you can't solve a problem, you ain't going to be a brand. You're, you're nothing. You, I mean, I mean when, when I say you're nothing, I don't mean as a human. I mean as a brand. You're nothing as a brand because it's empty. And, and you've heard me say this a lot of times on social media, empty cans make most noises, which is what social media is made up of. I yep. want to be famous. I want to be famous. I want to, want to, want to. But the thing around personal branding is that you have to be able to solve a problem first. That's how you commercialize it. That moves you into, a, into the right direction. You have to understand what you look like in your natural state of being. Because have you noticed that a lot of the influencers are trying to copy other influencers? <laughs> yeah. so, but then they talk about authenticity, right? So the thing is that th this is a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to understand what we look like in our natural state of being. So that if we are going to show up on social media, you know, you know you've, m someone like myself, I'm unapologetically myself. I'll say what I want to say. And it doesn't suit everybody. Believe you me, I've posted things on social media that's ruffled a lot of feathers and like people, have it went viral, but, but 20 or 30% of the people that were commenting were toxic haters. So, so the thing is that you've got, there's a fine line here, but on the other hand, that was me, that I truly believed in that. Yep. And, but not people, not everyone resonates with that. So I think that we've got to be really, really mindful of, what we want to, sh how we want to show up, what we want people to know us for, and and what uh, problem we want to solve. And the other thing I may just add here, Andy, is that if you are wanting to build a personal brand and you're not prepared to build content, 
that's hmm. strategic and deliberate, but you just want to, you want to curate other people's content because you know, it'll get you 500 likes. That's not personal branding at all. Yeah. Yeah. Post. I always say post from the heart. Don't post for the metrics. And exactly. I, I think, you know, it's obvious with your content on social media that everything that comes out of your mouth, whether it's written audio video is coming right from here, right Absolutely. from the heart. And I think that's, that's so, so important. No. So I want to give you a chance to dive into a little bit about your coaching. If you're cool with that, um, yeah. you've got a program called lights, camera, action. Yep. And I so <laughs> what's that? It's right behind me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> branding folks, personal branding, take notes. Yes. <laughs> um, and by the way, it was you and Renell that inspired this. So, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that program. Who is it for? How do you help? What problem do you solve? And, and how are people getting results with you? Yeah, so it's, it, so it's people who um, are ready and super serious about digitalizing their knowledge. So if, you're, if you've got 10, 15, 20 years experience in an area and you are ready to digitalize your knowledge. You're ready to become a coach or a consultant or a business owner. Yep. You don't know where to start. So for me, it really is about taking that knowledge and, and totally digitalizing it and creating an online environment. Cool. Um, it's also for people who already are coaches and consultants and they're, they're, they've been running a consulting business for five, 10 years, but they want to digitalize it or they want to scale. They want, don't understand how to build a brand. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows that they exist. They're the world's best kept secret. And the other people are business owners who actually own uh, professional services businesses like accounting firms, uh, lawyers, uh, anyone in that space, uh, in the professional services space, again, who also want to digitalize their knowledge and bring a coaching arm in their business. That's, yep. that's really exciting, that space. Um, and what we do is that I, I have a, a methodology that is essentially a system that has been built on the premise of uh, frameworks. There are a number of frameworks, they all link together. And we do start at the personal branding part, which essentially builds the foundation. And that foundation um, is connected to all of their communication touch points. That becomes the baseline. It's like when you're building a house, you have to build the foundation first. Well, from my standpoint, the personal branding aspect is really critical because we're building that foundation first. We're understanding in that part of the process, not just the problem you can solve, but who is it that you're serving? Um, you know, and what does your lane actually look like? We're, we're, we're bringing in the business elements into the personal branding part, because as far as I'm concerned, if you can't answer those fundamental business questions as part of your brand, then you're not going to go very far. I can't help anybody that doesn't actually have that level of experience. Then we move into building the digital assets, which is part two. And that's where the digitalization part comes into it. We're building uh, their online courses, or now we're building learning management systems, where really sophisticated you know, online courses. We're building um, their sales funnels, their lead magnets, uh, their partner strategies, all of these moving parts that have to be implemented, Andy, are implemented, their website. So by the time they finish in around the eighth to 10th week, they've already implemented their sales funnels, their lead magnets, their website, the online course structure is developed. They're building their content, uh, their content wheel, which is a big part of this. Um, 
for social media. And then we move into part three, which is social selling. And that's where we generate leads, predominantly yep. using LinkedIn. Um, I'm also using my same strategy on Instagram and that's working really, really well. So, but, but predominantly we focus on LinkedIn because there's a whole strategy around LinkedIn beyond just content. And I think that you, you, you understand my position on, on LinkedIn. I think I'm yep. pretty obvious <laughs> that I'm there to build a network. I'm there to build my business and so exactly. are all my clients. Exactly. And then the fourth part is the actual coaching, which is what glues it all together. The coaching part glues the whole system together. What I'm teaching people to do, Andy, is to build a business based on a tried and tested methodology so that when they're actually digitalizing their knowledge into an online environment, which is a system that they're developing based on a methodology, they're designing their own frameworks. My goal is that they have built a digital asset. For example, I can sell my online course today to any investor without Mary. Anyone mm. could take it and actually and, and then implement it in their organization and go for it. I can just do some high level training, yep. but the assets in that online course can be taken without Mary. It does not require me, the human, to actually facilitate that. That's what I'm, that's what I'm designing with my clients. We're designing systems. That's really important. You said that because I won't lie. I mean, when I started my coaching business, I looked at just the coaching component and then I hit a point where I was like, okay, what is it I'm actually teaching? What am I coaching? And, and you, you have to create some sort of process yeah. that takes people from where they are today that they do not like to the yeah. life after working with you, which is success. And Correct. I love what you just said by digitalizing that process and having those digital, those online digital assets. That's how your business literally can be sold without having you to having you be there. And I think that's where a lot of coaches struggle right now. And again, I even raised my hand in the past. I struggle with that. Yeah. It has to be automated. So we're building, building fully automated businesses. That's awesome. Um, and that makes a huge difference. It takes the, 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 the pressure away from, 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 so once your business is, is up and running, you've got to take the pressure away because your most valuable currency is time. And that time needs to be spent in creativity. It needs to be spent in meetings, Zoom calls. You know, I have four or five Zoom calls a day. So I need that time, not just to have a conversation, yeah. but I've got to think. You know, I need thinking time, you know, creative time. Um, I can't be the best version of myself if I don't have that time. So it's really important that the system is built so it's solid. Well, and I love what you said too. Once it's, digit once it's digitalized, it's an asset where you become even the biggest asset is the coaching, the accountability piece, right? Exactly. There still comes a point where they need your help. Um, oh, yeah. And that's where your coaching goes to a whole different level is now you're there different. to be that one-on-one -on -one accountability partner, hand-holding to make sure they do it appropriately. Yeah. I love that. So as we wrap this up, Mary, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on here. This conversation has been awesome. What advice would you give somebody out there right now who does know that they need to start focusing on commercializing their personal brand? But let's be honest, they're stuck in uh, a lot of the mindset our society is today. They're, they're, they're afraid to put themselves out there. They're maybe a little afraid of judgment, a little afraid of what people might think when they want, when they, when they attempt to be the, themselves, be human. What would you say to that person right now? I think that you've just got to, I think the most important thing about social media or putting yourself out there 
is really, really think about what that lane looks like for you. Because posting random things, what, what is dangerous is when all these personal branding gurus, you know, are online and they and they'll share a video and say, now, you know, because personal branding is so important, all you need to do is to create a video and put yourself out there. The first step is the most important. Now, I agree with that. However, 99% of people that do that are online. And the first line is, you know, Joe blogs, challenge me to do my first video. And so I'm online, I'm doing my first video. And what I want to talk about today is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who are you? Why would, why would I believe you? Um, why are you behind the camera, hiding behind the camera in your car? They're all done in the car. So nobody can see them. Okay. I understand that. I get that. No problem. But, but, but I, what I'm, my message around that is that you really need to be very clear on what your lane looks like and then get on social media. No one will judge you if you've got something of value to bring to the table. This is the key word. You have to have value so people can stop and listen. Well, and that's like everyone else. That's so true because I see it so much too where you know, you've got the message. What is your message for your specific target audience? And yeah. then the marketing yeah. that follows. And I see so many try to skip to the marketing and they totally forget about what is the actual message we're trying to say to our, our ideal target because the best exactly. marketing in the world with a crap message equals a crap message. <laughs> and there's so many of them. That's the yeah. other problem. Yeah. So, so many. Oh, go ahead. You're, you're a reader. I want to end with this. This is the surprise question. I didn't tell you I was going to ask right now. What book are you reading? And if you could recommend one book to somebody, what would you recommend right now? Well, I have to recommend The Iconic. I just, abs I don't know if you've read that book, but it I have is not. absolutely gold. It's amazing. Um, I just love it. Um, now, the books that I read are probably uh, not the books that most people would, would read because the books that I read, you can't even find in, 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 in stores. But this is the one that I'm reading right now, and I'm really excited by it. It's called A Theory and Treatment of Your Personality. So I don't know. I'm just And if you're just listening in and not watching the video, just be warned. That's a thick book there. <laughs> these, 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 are the, these are the type of books that I read, Andy. Like this is just, this is nothing compared to what I can show you. But this is um, a really interesting one. So it really is, a, it's a called, it's a manual for change. But it actually is, um, it really goes, dives deep about, uh, personalities and emotions and mm, you know okay. how to actually filter through these now just so you know I'm not reading this for myself I'm actually reading this for one of my clients because I'm trying to look for a, an angle for her and so this is the stuff that I've got to do as the coach right? got it got it got it nice <laughs> I like that so you know it's funny I'm, I've been uh, challenging people to read the book Atlas Shrugged um, I, I really believe what's happening in society today if you read the book it's kind of eerie um, on what Ayn Rand talks about and how it's almost becoming a reality a little bit right now. But the problem is it's 1,100 pages. It's massive. And it's massive, but it's an, it's an unbelievable read. So, well, Mary, wow. I want to thank you for your time. Um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, they know they need help commercializing their personal brand. What is the best and easiest way to get a hold of you? LinkedIn, uh, Mary Henderson Coaching. Uh, just look for me with a pink circle around my face or my website, maryhendersoncoaching.com or just send me an email, mary at maryhendersoncoaching.com. 
pretty easy. That's awesome. Mary, once again, thank you for your time. Thanks, and Andy. if you're listening out there and you are finding these podcast episodes to be extremely valuable, please do me a favor, go subscribe, give it a five-star rating. And if you know anybody that would find this content impactful, please do me a favor and share it with them. I'd be super grateful. And last but certainly not least, when confidence and clarity collides, you know what happens. Action happens. Go make it happen today. Shift your mindset.